Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. I'm here at home in one of the upstairs rooms in my house with my Bible open to Revelation chapter 12, verses 10 and 11, where it says, Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of the brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Our focus over the last several episodes has been on the blood of Jesus. And we've looked at how the blood is effective toward God that Jesus presented his own blood in the true Holy of Holies to God the Father who accepted it as the price for our sin. You and I now receive grace through faith in Christ. G-R-A-C-E, God's riches at Christ's expense, that unmerited, unearned favor from God that now we receive by faith. We then looked at how the blood is effective towards our own conscience Even when our own hearts condemn us, the Bible says, God is greater than our hearts. That is, his word is true regardless of how I feel. If I confess my sin to God, he is faithful to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. If God accepts the blood, I must accept it as well. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Now there is a third way that the blood has its effect, and that is towards Satan. We see here in Revelation chapter 12 that Satan is called the accuser. He brings accusations against us constantly to condemn us. His goal is to drive us out from God's presence and to make us believe the lie that God won't, God won't really forgive us for that. God doesn't really love you because of that, whatever that might be. The word for accuser in the Greek is that word from which we get our word category or categorize. Satan wants to label us, to put you and I in a category that separates us from God and from one another. It's a scheme to cause us to find our identity in anything or everything other than as a child of God, whether it's a racial, economic, social, political, or ideological category whether it's a label like victim or outcast, accident, reject. It's Satan's way to drive a wedge of separation between us and the God who loves us and gave his life as a ransom for ours. But the declaration of heaven is that the accuser has been cast down and that the saints have overcome him. How did we overcome him? Where is our victory? It's in the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Because you see, the problem is, Satan is right in his accusations. He brings up very real sins, very real issues in our lives. But if I try to defend myself or make excuses, I'm instantly defeated. I have no ground to stand on because I am guilty of sinning. But the blood of Jesus does this amazing thing for us. My sin brought separation from God, 
And as we saw previously, God's holiness and justice required him to withdraw from me, for there was no defense I could offer against Satan's accusation. But the blood removes that barrier and places God on our side. What an amazing thing that is. And with God on our side, we can face Satan's accusations without fear. 1 John 1.7 says, The blood of Jesus purifies us from every sin. So purely on the basis of the blood, we can give testimony to what God has decreed and says is true about us. Romans 8.31-34 says, What then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Because you see, Satan has no answer for the blood. Again, if I make excuses, if I try to defend or justify my own actions, or if I just shrink away in fear, I will find myself under the condemnation of the enemy. But when I say guilty is charged, but I've pleaded the blood of Jesus over this sin, and that is my only stand, my only defense, grace. Satan has no answer for grace, for God's riches at Christ's expense, that unmerited, unearned favor. But the blood is more than a defensive weapon against Satan's accusations. It's more than just a shield. It's also a sword. Because it says we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Ephesians 3, 10 and 11 says that God's intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to His eternal purpose that He accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. These verses show how one of God's purposes for the church, you and I, is that His manifold wisdom, that is, the gospel, what God has done through His Son, is to be made known to rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Like Paul, we declare that we are no longer Jew or Greek, slave nor free, rich nor poor, but children of God. Galatians 3, verses 26 through 28 says, So in Christ Jesus you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. It's all about Jesus, our Savior and Messiah. For now has come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters, who accuses them before our God, God day and night, has been hurled down. They triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. Today, let's take our stand against the devil by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony.
Amen.